It's been a while, but we are back. Welcome to On A Pair, Season 2, Episode 2. It's three friends talking about the game they love, the team they follow, and all kinds of nonsense in between. As always, I've got my good mates with me in the studio. Daryl Butler, hello. Hello, Jim. How you doing, mate? I'm very well, sir. I'm good to see that you are wearing your merch. Yes, I am. What do you think? I'm, it still fits. You were doubting yourself, yeah. but that's... Uh, it, to it's... be fair, Pete's using it as a tent. So uh, <laughs> shut it off him today. Pete wore his last time, and I, I felt that we let him down by not wearing ours, Jim. So uh, I've, uh, I've turned up in my merch this time. What about you? Uh, sartorial elegance, as always, my friend. I have let the side down. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be embarrassed because we go to the cricket in a little bit. Does um, yours not fit? I've let myself uh... go. I've let myself go. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Sartorial elegance from Daryl Butler. Peter Sonberg. Hello. How are um, you? Awesome, mate. Yeah, good. Looking forward to a point from you later at the cricket. Ooh. Yeah, no worries. Oh, yes. Yeah, so point of reference. It's Saturday afternoon. So we're recording the pod um, a little later than some people would have liked. Big up all the people that said, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> Let's, Let's be having, having you. you. <laughs> um, so Dorbs and Fergie and Simon and Secret Pair. Man, you are keen and I respect that. Secret Pair. I thought that was, that's not Pete. I thought that was Pete, I can confirm that isn't me. You're not the secret pair. Nope. I'm telling everybody it's you. <laughs> but then that is that is what the secret pair would you. say, wasn't it? It's not me. So. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. It's I mean, not. I mean, oh. I, just to be clear, I'm definitely not Batman. All right. Just <laughs> so yeah. you know. Uh, so that, that base is covered. Anyway, that I'm got secret weird. Um, enough. Right. <laughs> um, so Pete is not secret pair, but secret pair. We see you and we appreciate you. Life's just very busy, so it's one a month from here on in, guys. I'm very sorry. Um, Daz is a cricketing superstar. Weirdly, the BBC pay me to do sports commentary now. Um, so we've just been busy. BBC's going down the pan, isn't it? I know, mate. Standards. <laughs> Standards. Anyway, with that, with that terrible realisation in mind, we better crack on, haven't we? So let's do the news. Um, so we'll start uh, with the sad news that former Australian all-rounder Andrew Simons has died at the age of 46. Uh, it was a car accident. Uh, really sad business. A super talented cricketer that played his trade in England at Gloucestershire and Lancashire, Kent and uh, latterly Surrey as well. So uh, not long after the death of Shane Warne. So really difficult time in the world of Australian cricket. A super talent, well, almost played for England as well, which is a terrible shame. But um, we shall move on to England because they've decided to make some appointments. So we now know that Rob Key is managing director of cricket and Ben Stokes will be the captain. But Brendan McCullum, New Zealand batter wicketkeeper, is going to be the new head coach. Um, so new head coach Brendan McCullum. Uh, thoughts, gentlemen? I don't care. <laughs> Daz? Well, unproven, but let's give it a go. Nothing else has worked recently, so yeah. I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? Someone who hasn't really done any proper actual proper coaching of note. Well, um, hasn't got anything wrong either. So. so it can't be any worse. Right, move on. And I suppose we can move on to the fact... Matthew Mott, he's going to be the new short-form coach, having done a brilliant job with the Australian women. Yeah, he's won everything with the women in Australia, hasn't he? So uh, that is a appointment where you can look at some achievements he's made and say, yeah, hopefully uh, he'll carry on our good form of the white ball. Um, again, we're at a point in our lives here and in our cricketing context that we don't really care who gets the job. Can we just be better, please? Let's just be good. Yep. And just make some make some sensible decisions. Shrug um, shoulders, just be good. Yeah. Uh, Tim Harrison's left his role in the ECB. Anyone feel sad about that? Or are we banging out the party poppers? Banging out the party poppers. What about you, Pete? Yep. Uh, Tom Harrison, but yeah. Oh, Tom Harrison. Not Tim. Tim. But Tim. 
He can be, Tim Tom. We don't really care about him anyway. Call, no, him, what, call no. him whatever you like. Uh, what I want to call him, I can't really <laughs> say. Um, anyway, his legacy, mate, putting cricket behind a paywall, stopping people watching. Well, it's it. noticeable when they that. when they put out the presser about his achievements, they didn't list the hundred on there. No, absolutely um, Did they not. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, I hope I hope he's enjoying his bonus. Um, what a fabulous job he has done. Yeah, can we not give him all the best for the future? No, he can he can go on his merry way. Um, and we got nothing further to add. But Claire Connor will step in in the interim. So a new direction for England management and the first test squad has been announced as well. Not anything hugely exciting or surprising reactions to the squad. Yeah, n- new direction at the top, but nothing with the squad announcement, is there? Good to see Brooke being good good form. Nice to see him get an appointment. Uh, appointment? Yeah. Caller. Uh, appointment. And uh, Potts, obviously, yeah, uh, Potts bowled really well, well uh, as we know too well. Uh, but other than that, Usual faces, isn't it? Brooks been knocking Warwickshire for a few runs today or yesterday as well, so that's always nice to see. Definitely. And folks, I think given being given the wicketkeeper job, hopefully. Yeah, well, we'll see. If Brook gets in the side and if Potts gets in the side, then it feels a little bit more progressive and like it's rewarding county cricket form. If they don't get in the side, then I'm afraid it's more of the same. It's obvious that Broad and Anderson should come back. I mean, Rob Key talks sense there. Like, we've got them for only a certain period of time. Can we use them, please? Yes, you can. I've got uh, two words for you there, Jim. Zach Crawley. Oh, blimey. Uh, that, well, I, I don't want to beat up on the guy because apparently he's a really lovely bloke. But he, my feeling on Zach Crawley is that he might be blackmailing somebody somewhere about something, <laughs> possibly. Because, all right, put it this way. Of the, the opening batsman in the county championship so far this season, in terms of runs scored, he is 25th. Wow. 25th. Blimey. Like having not having 25th. a great year, twenty fifth. His opening partner Ben Compton, he uh, he's averaging one hundred and seventeen and scored four centuries already this year. Uh, and I'm not saying you just play him because of that. You either get a sense that someone's a Test cricketer or not. But I don't know how much longer I can watch Zach Crawley nick off from outside off with a booming drive through extra cover. Twenty fifth. Wow. Anyway, does is twenty sixth. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> to be honest, mate, we're 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 getting close to a call up. Um, I have uh, dabbed my hand at opening as well this year. Did you? Yeah. What was the outcome? Uh, I got a 33-ball one. <laughs> I tell you what, after seeing off the opening bowlers, which was be- my instruction. It's better than what I did. Oh, go on. What did I you had, do? Well, I, used to, I had my annual game of cricket yep. um, uh, at uh, Willy Wanderers Cricket Club in Shropshire, and uh, I kept wicket and opened the batting, and I thought, okay, oh, okay, I don't do either of those things. Turns out, I'm a very handy wicketkeeper. 40 overs, one by. I was great. I well, was did genuinely you do? catch great. everything in your gob? Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what, that hurts, man. Not as much as the uh, first ball duck I got when I opened the bat on me. I mean, that really stung. <laughs> oh, I thought, no. I've just kept wicket. I've looked really good doing it. And people are going, oh, he's got it tasty. And I'm like, oh, walked out, opened the batting. I made the terrible mistake of thinking I was a cricketer. And uh, I-, I played at one I didn't need to. Nicked, you know, um, chopped onto me like you rubbish. Play, play, you played at one, by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> so my average is 17 higher than Jim this season then, by the way. Yeah. You we'll just end- me about my one. Should we end recording there? Yeah. Leave it. Well, yeah, and their end of uh, yeah. on a pair episode two. Daryl <laughs> Butler, I, I mean the the new Dom Sibley, a thirty three ball one. It's good enough, mate. You saw off the new ball. Absolutely. I mean, someone took a photo of me before I went out to bat, and then uh, took a photo of me ten seconds well, later. After yeah, it was, in the, it was in the same shot. <laughs> it was like, um, so there we are. That's rubbish. Anyway, so that's the England squad. That all makes sense, I suppose. Let's just hope um, that form is rewarded. Otherwise, it does feel uh, a little bit samey. 
Anyway, um, Daryl Butler, if I may, cast your mind back to our last episode. You got, a, well, I'd say Pete was a little bit stroppy, wasn't he? Yeah, me. Yes, you love. Um, because, I mean, it's a continuing theme from last year, is that you were just demanding jingles left, right and centre. <laughs> it's been a continuing theme for 35 years, my stroppiness. To be that, yeah, that is a fair point. Yeah. So, my good friend Peter de Sonberg, and yours, of course, uh, stepped up to the plate. And what I mean by that is he outsourced it to his wife. This is for you. It's sometimes incoherent, but generally quite brilliant. Daryl's worst to watch. <laughs> that is incredible. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, me. Thank you, Pete. Yeah. Can, everyone, can everyone stop like saying you? thank you? Can you start doing Worcester Watch? I've just hit your jig right. <laughs> well, Go again. Hang on, let's, let's go again, then. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, that's brilliant. All right, OK, let's segue this like it's an actual proper production. Right, here we go. You ready, my friend? Ready, yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's the news of the past uh, four weeks or so. Now it's time for... It's sometimes incoherent, but generally quite brilliant. Daryl's Worcester Watch. We're going to start at the IPL. OK, Daz. I'm glad that you're going for IPL because, in a continuing theme, would you like the traditional IPL trumpet or would you like my urban version that I've produced oh, especially for a you? Jim Dale urban version. That say, sounds say, good to me. Say traditional. Yeah, traditional, please. I've put the work in. You can have traditional if you want. I've got them both. No, no, I'm, I, I want the Jim Dale urban version. Oh, yes. That is incredible. Right, come on then. What I, you got I, for I want to watch the IPL in the nightclub now with you, Jim. Oh, babe. Go down Jim, tramps to watch the IPL. That's, 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 that's I like. genuinely would rather eat my own sick than go to tramps. <laughs> Although, to be honest, that's probably on the menu. Go! Chennai Super <laughs> Kings are losing pretty much every game at the moment, so we'll move on to this really quickly. But Moeen back in form with a lovely 93 the other day, off just 57 balls, and picked up 3 for 13 when they actually did win a game against the Delhi Capitals. Bravo 2 for 24 in the same game, so hopefully they'll be in a lovely bit of form ready for the T20 that's, later this month. That's very pleasing. Um, who are Delhi? <laughs> Delhi, Delhi, Delhi's me. <laughs> Delhi am. Oh my goodness, man. Delhi, 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 Belhi. That's what did you say when you were in Birmingham? All oh, right, mate. Okay, Delhi, Belhi. So that's it for the IPL. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, look. I mean, it does exactly what it says on the tin. I'm just doing mo, yeah. done mo, right. done mo, lovely done. stuff. There we go. What All else sorted. you got, Daz? Right, second eleven. Let's go on to the second eleven. Couple of championship matches since we last met. Uh, a draw against Glamorgan, Taylor Cornell, a very, very nice innings from 139 and then 142 in the second innings and a 136 from Tom Fowles. So they're both in good nick by the looks of it. Uh, that, that petered out into a, a very high scoring draw, but it was a very, very good game back at the start of May at Northampton. Uh, Worcestershire was 75 ahead on the first innings. Cassie Valley scored 80. Uh, and he top scored again in the second innings with 74 as Roderick declared, setting the hosts 302 in 72 overs. Now it was a very tight run chase. Uh, Northants raced to 102 in the first 20. Uh, and they were 158 for one when Ben Curran, the brother of Tom and Sam, fell to uh, the leggy Josh Dickinson. The real deal he is. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Daz is back. Thank you, Daz is back. Um, the host collapsed down to 178 for five. Now, they made it to 294 with nine balls to go uh, when Cameron Jones, a leg stump Yorker, to take the ninth wicket. So they needed eight to win off the final eight balls and Worcestershire needed one wicket. It went down to the final ball of the game. Northants 298 for nine. They needed four to win. Worcestershire needed one wicket. Ben Parker, a length ball outside the off stump. 
And Nathan Buck stepped outside and slogged him over mid-wicket for six. So unfortunately... Oh, you, <laughs> took, you took us through all of that for a loss. <laughs> by one wicket on the last ball of the day. I was genuinely enthralled by that. I mean, I was—I mean, that was like Jack and Nori esque. I was just sat there going, "No, feed me, Das. Feed me your words." <laughs> what a game! Normally, the middle. What a day! I mean, well, all, th- all four results possible on the last ball of the day. You can't argue with that, can you? All four results. All four yeah. results possible. Fantastic. What more can you ask for for a game of cricket? No, I mean that's quality. I mean, I mean ideally, not, not a lot of the last length, ball. Well, it was a length, length ball outside. He, he, he come all the outside off and. Oh, I mean, if you're, hitting, yeah, he, if you're hitting a six when you've got nine wickets down, it doesn't make a difference what's bold. That is gutsy. Yeah, can I can absolutely. I just make a confession? I've only just worked out what the fourth possible result was. It's a tie. Yeah. <laughs> you're an idiot. I just got there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, they'd have actually taken three and be running the fourth to get a tie out yeah. of it, but it was possible. Ah, quality stuff. Yeah, right, so, any more uh, for any more, Daz? Second 11, we won't bother with the second 11 T20 stuff, really, because they've uh, played four, lost four since we last spoke. Battered, yeah. Uh, yeah. So wow, and there's, there's a lot of first-teamers in that as well. In yeah, one of them, yeah. Glamorgan game, there was, there, was, there was all sorts of first-teamers in there. I think Glamorgan did as well, though, so, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll not bother with the, uh, the the second eleven T twenty. We only like to talk about wins. So moving on to the women's rapids. Yeah, yes, yes. Some good news. I know there's a lot of lot of good lot news of good if news. you're a women's rapids fan, and we are. What, we have got a good side this year. We have. We have got a good side this year. <laughs> Look at his face. And why is that, does? Because they won the ECB Women's County Championship group. Yes. How good is that? Awesome. Won the group. Won the group. Won the, won the finals day. Won the finals day. Five out of six wins in the group. Georgina Macy, 295 runs, second highest scorer across the whole country. Just so, scores uh, 50s. Yeah, just puts on a Worcester shirt, scores 50s. Yeah. Well, i tell you what, we could talk about it, but why don't we hear from someone who really knows about the women's rapids? Let's do it. Shall we hear from the captain? Yeah, friend of the show, Chloe Hill. I gave her a bell earlier in the week. And um, we had a bit of a nutter. So um, here it is. Chloe Hill, Women's Rapids captain. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all right. Life is busy, but in a kind of cool way. Um, The podcast is... cricket season, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? So we're only doing one a month because otherwise I'll have a very small but very real breakdown. But yeah, life's good. Yeah, is good. Life is good for the Women's Rapids as well because you guys have been powerful this year. Yeah, it's... The amount of time, I, well, the time I've been at the Rapids, it's definitely the strongest team we've had, and we've nailed it this year by winning the T Twenty. So, only one defeat in the whole thing. You, I mean, you didn't steamroll the opposition, but I mean, you were the dominant force, weren't you, from start to finish? That's got to feel good, isn't it? Yeah, I think that one loss was quite frustrating because we we knew that we should have won, and we knew exactly where we went wrong. So it was something like each game, we it's like we knew how to win this year. Like it was a struggle. Not to sound big-headed, but if we lost, we know exactly where we went wrong at one point. Knowing how to correct it is one thing, but having the players to do it really helps. I mean, what seems to be noticeable for you as skipper is you look at what you've got at your disposal. With young Ellie Anderson coming through and you've got Sarah Glenn and Emily Arlett you can throw the ball to. And that's before you even consider the likes of kind of canny wily bowlers like Claire Boycott and uh, Flora Burtwistle. Like... You've got so many options with the ball. You're never out of the game, whatever's going on, are you? No, I think a few games this year, some some bowlers who would step up in previous years, they only got like one over, one over uh, in each game. And it was like, wow, I've actually got a team here where pretty much I can throw the ball at anyone and they can bowl. 
So what's that like then? I suppose that's a new challenge for you where because of the quality and strength and depth, is it more actually how do I keep everybody happy? How do I keep everybody on my side if they're not getting a bowl mm. or if they're not getting a chance to get a, get, get a bat because Macy's scoring runs, Campbell can't stop scoring 50s. Yeah. So ha- no, what's that like? actually a little bit of a headache of trying to be a people pleaser but also trying to do the right thing by the team. Like at the end of the day, we're a competitive women's team. It's not participation cricket. So I had to look and think, right, Emmy, like you need to bowl your four overs, Ellie Anderson bowl your four overs. And someone like Jess Humby who... She has been consistent with the ball so many years we and rapid. She was only getting one or two overs a game. And it's just like, wow, like someone like her, how is she only bowling one over a game? And that must be tough as well because she's your mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 very tough, yeah. I mean, we're very, very good friends outside of cricket. But then when we step on that cricket field, I've got to think, right, captain head on here. Let's do the right thing for the team. And I don't, I don't think I've upset anyone this year, fingers crossed. But I think there was a few tough decisions some games with who was going to miss out, who was going to be 12th man, etc. I think that was quite a tough one this year because we had such a strong... We took 13 to well, thirteen or 12 to a game each week and trying to think who's going to miss out, was that was a headache in itself. But look, you're a competitive bunch. That's something that's very, very clear. A competitive yeah, bunch exactly. and you yeah, want to win. Everyone knew, yeah, I think everyone knew that we were there to be competitive and whether if you were 12 or you were in that starting 11, everyone played like a critical role. With the strength of this side then, what's next for Women's Rapids? So this year the T20s are actually, because of how it was last year with the whole COVID situation, this year they regionalised it into, I think there was eight T20 groups. and They wasn't done on um, ability or divisions. So in fact, there was actually eight T20 county championship winners overall this year. So I think that's something that the ECB needs to look at and think, right, you've got eight teams now that have smashed their groups. Can you create an actual finals day like what the men have? A proper finals day with each t- each winner from each group. Yeah, and more to the point, when you've got the, the quality of players that, that you guys have, you do need the best players playing against each other. You do need a showcase final and you do need to give us the best opportunity to come and watch it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, like I've said it before, well, all through this winter, I think we could finally give Warwickshire a good run for their money this year in the T20 if we had to play them. Yeah, quite right. Well, look, we're with you. We're with you 100%. We're on board. <laughs> so, yeah, the ECB, in a lot of ways, need to get their act together, but it's under new stewardship. So, hopefully, especially with Claire Connor being high profile within that structure, thing, yeah. things we will see a women's rapids team represented at the very top of the county game, which is very exciting. Yeah, it'd be good to get the top divisions back because I think if you look at each winner of each group, it pretty much was your Division 1, Division 2 teams that used to dominate. So, fingers crossed next season, if they could get that right in the T20, then that'd be great. Yeah, we're for real. Women's Rapids, they're a legit side. Yeah. Now, on to another legit side. See, I found this out last week, didn't know. <laughs> um, so, Chloe, well, uh, how, how do I put this? I mean... <laughs> You're a Worcestershire stalwart, but you're nothing off down south to play for someone else. So what's going on? Uh, yeah, so obviously the T20s in the regional stuff, so the Charlotte Edwards Cup, uh, all the England players are back. So uh, at Central Park, we're very fortunate to have Amy Jones, who, I mean, I don't mind sitting on the sideline watching her keep, but obviously I want to be playing myself. So the opportunity came around when uh, Charlotte Edwards gave me a ring to see if I would come on loan down to the Southern Vipers. And here I am. I tell you what, if Charlotte Edwards phones you, you're saying yes, aren't you? That's, uh, <laughs> that's Charlotte yeah, Edwards phones on, you. On another note, like the Vipers 
it actually is it covers my home region of where I was born and like where my family and everyone all lives. So. Ah, you're Buckinghamshire, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. so it covers Buckinghamshire, yeah. Right, well, look, very best of luck. We now have the Sparks to follow and now the Southern Vipers. <laughs> um, so that's all right, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm glad that that means that you're getting the recognition because obviously Amy Jones is a super player uh, and I, yeah, I exactly. totally get what you're saying. Well, good luck with that. And just one final thing. We've got Boycott on the, uh, on the podcast this week. Amazing. Um, your, your final thoughts on Claire Boycott? The enigma, the mystery, Aswood oh, Banks' finest. Yeah, you've just got to kind of say that she is Worcestershire women's all-round legend, to be honest, of the game. I mean, what, what was it, 200 games? Huh? She's now 203 games, yeah, the two, greedy cow. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Senior and girl cricket, she is, like, the loyalist person to Worcestershire uh, women's rapids. And to see what she's done over the years, the score the runs on the wickets, I mean, consistent with bat amble. So, yeah, really proud of her. We are all proud of her. Chloe, good on you. I'll let you get on with your life, but it's always good to check in. Take care, Bab. No, thank you, too. So there we are. Friend of the show, Chloe Hill, um, leading the Women's Rapids to Glory. And as was mentioned, we do have Claire Boycott on the show in a bit. We're bidding off any other business for this episode, and we're handing it over to Claire Boycott. So I had a chat with her because uh, not only did she... Uh, oh, she bowled brilliantly in that final. She also brought up her 200th... 200 games. 200 Incredible. games for women's rapids. She's nowhere near 30. I was like, I, I mean, baffling. So there yeah, we are. She was um, all that, I reckon, wasn't she? Uh, and, um, well, Chloe playing, uh, paying tribute to Boyks. We dig Boyks. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, she's all over the Twitters. She so, doesn't mind saying what she thinks, and we dig it. So, boycott, we see you, and uh, we'll hear from her in a little bit. It was a great interview from uh, with you and Chloe there. Um, interesting to hear about the selection headaches, first and foremost. Um, shows what an improvement the team is, is, is on last season. And last season wasn't a bad team. A uh, bit disappointed in you, though, Jim. Go on. Quite like to have heard um, from Chloe herself about the the duck she scored in the final. Oh, you are oh, a bruiser! Oh, that's not cool. Oh, come oh. on, Chloe doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. He um, does. He, yeah, does. He, does. Yeah. he does. He does. <laughs> it's a hard yes from Daz. I tell you what. <laughs> to be fair, they were fourteen for three in the final. It was uh, Arlott and Campbell, forty-five and eighty, got us up to one six eight. Uh, won the game, really, that partnership. So. Yeah, Arlott's coming a long way with a bat, and she yeah, and, and Amy Campbell, what a signing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, if you don't really know what we're on about right now, you need to go and check out the Women's Rapids because they are becoming a serious, serious outfit. So Sarah Glenn plays from, she's got England recognition, so has Emily Arlott. And they're going from strength to strength, which is brilliant. The club seems to be getting behind them as well, which is brilliant. So if you get the chance, find them on social media, go and give them a, give them a follow and get yourself down and watch a game because um, right. it's good quality. Right, Daz, any more for any more on the Worcester uh, watch? Well, Central Sparks actually back in action. A um, couple of wins to start off with. A 34-run win against South East Stars and a 20-run win against the Western Storm. We'll hear more from them next time. Ah, magic. Okay. Right, well, there we are. Daz, I mean... Thank you very uh, much. Uh, you've got a jingle. I I've dare I. S- I've got a very good jingle. Let's be honest. It is beautiful. That, is a, that I was not expecting the quality of that sort of. Oh, uh, what? You, what do you mean you weren't expecting? It? Well, it was. Pete I mean, to be honest, it. it was better than what I thought as if well. If I knew Pete was giving it to his wife, I'd have expected <laughs> yeah. that sort of quality. But he's look. If nothing else, he's a good. He's good at delegation. He is. He's a, he's a smart cookie, isn't he? He's a very good motivator, Pete, because he doesn't do anything himself. It means everybody else has to do a load of work. So. 
I mean, there's a job in the ECB for him, isn't there? Let's be honest. <laughs> Pete for president. Um, so there we are. You've got yourself a snazzy jingle. You've got optional IPL trumpets. And dare I say, Daz, at times you were touching on professional there. Uh, well, well, and so, we're discussing uh, wins as well, so that's always a good thing. Damn straight. Um, right, OK, moving on. I suppose we should start taking care of um, the, uh, the business of the Worcestershire men's first team because there's been a lot going on. Hang on. No, we can't. No, we can't. Pete, um, speaking of delegation... Last time out, we were talking about Moeen Ali, and um, I sort of ran my mouth a bit about how he doesn't really play for us much. And you said, oh, don't worry, Jim, I'll do loads of homework and figure it all out for you. Have you done your homework, Pete? What do you think, Jim? Oh, you have, haven't you? I reckon you've yeah. <laughs> got somebody else to do it. Of course I have, mate. Of course I have. Have you it. really? Yeah. Oh, man, I thought yeah. I had you. No, big spreadsheet. Look at the grin on it. Look, look, to, to quote Barry Davis, look at his face. Just look at his face. Right, OK, so Pete. I bet you he's got if formulas and all sorts in there and colour okay, coding. So, yeah, so well, I can put the charts on Twitter. That'll be oh, good for everyone, won't it? And... <laughs> right, OK, so um, Moeen Ali playing for Worcestershire. So what have you done? What have you got? Right, so when Mo and Ali signed for us, or since Mo and Ali signed for us in 2007, we uh, Worcestershire have played 579 matches. Mo has played 309 of those, which is, I think, about 53%. You think about 53%. You've spreadsheeted that. You, Yeah, it's exactly 53%. Yeah, OK. Um, however, three quarters of... Shut up, Daz. Three quarters of those matches... Three quarters of those matches, though, were between 2007 and 2013. So... Wow, um, OK. Yeah, that's when the bulk of his matches were played. So in the last eight years, he's played 23 Red Bull matches and he's played 45 White Ball matches, of which two-thirds of it has all been T20. So, um, yeah, since he got called up for England in 2014, um, we've only seen him uh, 23 Red Ball matches, 45 White Ball. In eight years? In eight years. Wow. So that, hang on a minute, so that works out at less than six yeah. White Ball games a year and less than four... Red Bull games, and, those Red and let's Bull face games. it, there's been there's been no fifty over stuff from him for three four years. Yep. There's been no Red Bull stuff for three four years. That Red Bull, those Red Bull matches, well, at that start of the season where the England team always play the first couple of matches, um, you know, like uh, Roots in the Yorkshire lineup at the moment, and then we lose him. So yeah, twenty two percent of his games um, since two thousand and seven in the last eight years. So okay. yeah, not really a Worcestershire play. Well, okay. Uh, oh, I mean, I thought it would be a little bit better than that so what in the past couple of years we're looking at what maybe 40 20 games a year that's yeah. it you have caveat last year with the biosecure bubbles he didn't play any cricket domestic cricket in mm. in 2020 sorry not last year two years ago but yeah there we go yeah you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't mind people missing out games when they're playing for england though it's, it's oh yeah i mean look, we, we, IPL, we caveated that last time yeah. out didn't we like we're not beating up the club or mo for this yeah. because you don't see joss butler turning out to play a four day away at somerset do you well, actually, no. maybe he would do Somerset because it's, it's a home patch, isn't it? But you know what I mean. Like, he's he's not turning out for the Royal London One League Cup because he's playing IPL. Oh, get played... in Ackerman, LBW, Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a breaking of the fourth wall. Um, so yeah, we as I said, we're recording on Saturday afternoon. The um, Leicestershire game is ongoing. Pennington has just got Ackerman. Um, so they're now sixty-nine for three. This is new. We're doing a pod whilst Worcestershire are playing. I mean, we can pretty much see the ground from where we're recording. Um, so we'll go and get in some free after tea stuff in a little bit. Right, good news. Um, Pete, good work on your stats. I promised it, the listeners a exciting statistical I, ride. No, wasn't, look, wasn't it? 
You said you were going to do it, and I was going to. I tried to embarrass you, and you've just demonstrated that a) you're a man of your word, and b) you are as boring as we thought you were. <laughs> and but no, look, you are you are consistent, reliable, and we love you for it, Pete. Good data analysis. Um, but yeah, look, you're playing for England and playing in the IPL, it's and then the hundred. It's only going to go one way, so we're not going to lose any sleep over it. It's just, you know. We mentioned it, we backed it up with fact, so fair enough. Anyway, enough of that, let's get on to the actual cricket and how the pairs got on. So it's been quite busy since we last spoke to you lot. Um, So, Pete, how are we going to do this, mate? Right, well, we've played four games, um, playing the fifth, as you mentioned. Um, We absolutely battered Sussex by an innings and 34, or the uh, under nines, as you like to call them. (laughs) Um, yeah. <laughs> we were involved in a surprisingly entertaining game against Notts, but we lost by five wickets. And uh, then involved in a couple of draws, one being very, very dull uh, against Derbyshire. Uh, so win, loss and two draws, which puts us sixth in the table uh, with a game in hand on Durham and Glamorgan. I suppose of those four games, we best talk about the bowling lineup. We were a bit hamstrung, weren't we, really, with the Notts game, losing Joe Leach early on. And we lost Pennington for the start of the second innings as well. So two important bowlers down. And then struggled to take wickets. What do you reckon? I mean, you've mentioned before, Jim, about it being a bit of a one-dimensional lineup. I suppose uh, that backs that up, doesn't it? Um, well, and there are, there are a couple of things, really, aren't they? When, when you talk about the bowling over the past month, uh, there are two strands to this. It's, one, who, are you, who can you select? Yep. So who do you have at your disposal? And two, how do they perform when they're in the side? If you look at the the Durham game, for example, um, Durham made 750 for seven over their two innings in that game. Do you know what? I don't think there's been an awful lot wrong. No. I mean, Sussex, it was a kind of classic example. Everyone was picking up two or three wickets, led by Joe Leach. The Nottinghamshire game, I thought, was really interesting because losing Leach... I know we were at one point we were in real trouble because we were sort of like we were like 90 for 5 or something. There was a really good rear guard action to make a game of it. But what was notable was I just thought if Joe Leach is in that side, there's no way that well you could basically take off probably 30 or 40 runs from the Knots first innings. Yeah. Um and he would have added valuable lower order runs. I think with Joe Leach in that side, that's a really close game of cricket and considering what they hammered us last time round and the quality they've got at their disposal. I mean it kind of shows we're not actually that far away. I know it. It you know it at times it looked quite bad. The only I think the only disappointing thing about the bowling I've seen this season was that there was just that one morning of madness where Dolly decided that um, Charlie Morris was going to bowl seventy eight mile an hour <laughs> yeah. half trackers to Stuart Broad to try and bounce him out and like Stuart Broad can play the hook. Yeah, like he can be suspect under a short ball, but you better be chucking that down at eighty-eight miles an hour That's and putting issue, it on his it? cheekbone. Yeah, otherwise he's just going to keep swatting you for four, which they did for half an hour, and he just picked himself up thirty runs without having to try. I'm just like, yeah, if you're going to bounce him, I mean, Pennington's got the height and the pace. Try it, try it for an over. They stuck with it. I thought that was a bit annoying. We ended them sixty seventy on a plate at the end on that uh, that second morning, didn't we? And so, it almost cost us a game there. Yeah. I mean, positives from that game, we would have been rolled over last year, I think. You know, like you say, 90 for five was still in arrears, weren't we, at that point? And, and chances are we wouldn't have set them anywhere near the 220 odd we did set them. But um, so, so, so lots of positives to take. But yeah, that was uh, some yeah. brainless bowling. But, I mean, that was that was that was half an hour's cricket in a, fi- a four-day game. And I think Joe Leach, you lose a lot with him because he really does lead the attack, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. We could have been very, very competitive in that game. In the end, we saved a good hammering and then showed some real guts and showed real, you know, saved face, really, to make it competitive. Well, of all our bowlers, Joe Leach is the one that bowls 
at the wickets, isn't he? He's the one that bowls them at the stumps. Everyone else, Morris is a nag outside the off stump. Leach is bowl at the wickets. Well, he's an at-you cricketer, yeah. right? And so you've got all these young players that have real potential uh, and are sort of learning the game, but no one's really... Uh, there isn't that that sense of... I'm not saying that Joe Leach is necessarily an intimidating cricketer, but he is a respected cricketer. Batsmen respect him in the way that they don't the rest of the Worcestershire bowling attack, and that's fair enough because they've kind of got to earn the right. So that was the only sort of bit of bad bowling, really. Just to mention something you said last week about expectation management, there were a few negative comments on social media part of the way through the Notts game and, and part of the way through the uh, the Durham game. But... With injuries, we're having to have a bowling lineup that consists of Gibbon, who I think he's 22 and has played his first couple of first-class matches, Finch, who hasn't played much in the way of first-class cricket, and again, 21-22, and Josh Baker, who's just turned 18. That is an inexperienced attack that is learning its learning its way. Oh. Look, at, look at the players in those two sides as well, Nottingham and, and, and Durham. You can call on somebody like Stokes and abroad straight away. That's without even looking at the rest of their lineups. They're just... Very, very good cricket side. Yeah, Potts has gotten in the England squad. Yeah. Beddingham has been the most consistent batsman of any position in the yeah. country for several the years. Is well like yeah. Hammy, Clark, uh, top of the order. Well, look, that stuff on social media really annoyed me, actually, because um, the other thing is about how have they bowled well? Yeah, generally, I think they have. Then it's what's at your disposal. Yeah, and it's and the disrespect that those young bowlers have got. It's, I mean, it makes me want to swear. Actually, it really annoyed yeah. me because. When you haven't got Leach, and then we lost Pennington for a game, and uh, Josh Tung's been out injured, I would argue they are our three best seam bowlers. I think they are arguably our three best bowlers in red ball cricket, and they're all out injured. How many how many fast bowlers do you reckon we can afford to have on the payroll that are premium experienced in their prime? Yeah. Like, so these people that are kind of complaining, Baker and Finch and Gibbon are at the start of their professional journey, right? Um, the plan was never to have them to play all together in the first team at this stage in their development. That, yep, was, that wasn't the idea. So what they have done is shown real promise and at times bowled really quite well. But they are, they're learning the game at this level. So I find it baffling. Like, get behind them, support them. Because there's talent there. Every single one of them has um, demonstrated skill and ability. And so I, I find it odd going, oh, it's a terrible bowling attack. It isn't. It's just not ready yet. Yeah. I um, love the look of given, though. Um, yeah, got carted around a little bit as you'd expect, you know, uh, nerves and, and everything else. But he came back well in a couple of spells. And I think the one I, I'm I, I'm sort of making this up from trying to recall it, but I think he bowled something like eleven overs or, or even more than that, maybe fourteen overs, one for twenty three in in one spell. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about it on commentary, and I was interested in listening to uh, Frank Watson when they were saying about well, he's come from minor counties. He bowled, they bowl long spells there. They're not they're used to bowling over after over it's not six overs and out the attack it's just keep going yeah. Um, and yeah I like the look of him I think he's applied himself really well really simple action really repeatable action um, a little bit of whip there I mean we've also played on some docile pitches there are plenty of really good yeah. bowlers that didn't do anything because Ben Stokes did naff all in the second innings on that deck playing England batsman on docile pitches what do you expect from him and I think you're a <laughs> I mean, statsman, not only- look at Gibbon's stats I mean I think he was the most economical bowler when they racked up 500 and loads it's- not only an England batsman like he's a generational yeah. talent anyway yeah, yeah. that was a small minority of people it who was. were just who were already looking to have a pop they're all showing in spells Finch has that for me they're sort of into that delivery stride a hint of Harmison about him I like him I think I think they're all good cricketers but show some patience because if this is what we've got coming through, and through injury and misfortune, they are getting a taste of this in challenging circumstances. Mm. Great. I think the pitch Let's is, see what you got, lads. The, Good for you. The pitches is an important point as well, because I was looking at the bowling speeds earlier. You know, our bowlers are top in late 70s. Um, 
at which, you know, short stuff at New Road late 70s isn't going to cause anyone, particularly a Stokes um, or a Beddingham, any any uh, dramas whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the docile pitches is also an important factor. And it's shown, you know, Sussex, when there was a bit going on, uh, we got the job done there. And in this game against Leicestershire, you know, helped massively by the captain's decision to bat first. Yeah, I thought that was odd. <laughs> I, I get it, like, New Road, it's a, it's a bit of a road. Um, and you kind of think get bat first and scoreboard pressure is kind of handy. But it had been raining for two days, like off and on for two days before the game. And it was a bit overcast, you think, with a new ball. Morning, yeah. If you're going to get anything out of it, have yourself a bowl. And then if you need to, bat yourself out of trouble. I yeah. mean, But yeah, we've, we've put it in the right areas, helped as well by Leicestershire's naivety with the bat. But um, we've put it in the right areas and been richly reward- rewarded. Um, and so, again, yeah. everybody contributing, and that's that's something that's telling. Is that again trying to figure out, you know, with our predictions and everything, trying to figure out who's going to have be the leading wicket taker. I think Le- Leach is always going to be a, a low level sort of favourite for that, just because he spearheads the attack. But shared about, everyone's getting two fers and three fers, and it's great to see um, Barnard actually putting yes. it together with yeah. both bat and ball. I know we're only what, a quarter of the way through the season or what have you, but he's been at off stump and just nibbling away and as you said putting the ball in the right areas having him succeed both with bat and ball I mean that, that's a real difference maker because it means grumpy. we can play Baker I was grumpy about him last year wasn't I that I thought you know his, his batting's obviously got lots better but he's, in fact his bowling was getting worse but I read an interview with him and he wasn't happy with his performances last year um, yeah he's, he's come out firing and he's currently he's our leading wicket taker so well done Ed Barnard also Courtwell Smith's catching has been good all games. There's some blinders, Baker especially. And what I like about it is all the celebrations. Apart from dropping Hill in the Leicestershire game at the uh, Uptown Funk Stadium. Apart from... But I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over it. Sorry. Liar. Um, (laughs) I I was covered in the last pod anyway. I do, though, want to move on to batting. And before I move on to batting, I want you to play this clip. I'm going for 97s as good as a ton. Jack Haynes, oh, no. that's a leading run scorer. So me and Peter have been idiots and <laughs> right. gone for, for Libby. So you've gone for the guy who's never scored a county championship 100. Well, I mean, fair play to you. So there we are. We have our predictions locked in. Lock them in. in, Pete. Ah. Who was I talking about there, Jim? That would that would be me suggesting that you are both idiots for not picking um, Jake Libby as the top run scorer for Worcestershire this season. And mainly you, Pete, because... Jack Haynes hadn't scored 100. How many has he scored now, Jim? Uh, it's three on a bounce, isn't it? Three, three on, on the bounce. Yeah. Superb. What I really like about Jack Haynes um, is actually the, the comments from Azar Ali. The interview with him where he said, he was so calm at the crease, he made me calm. And that's Azar Ali, who's 37, played international cricket, just waxing lyrical about young Jack Haynes and, and his decision-making, left it well. Because uh, there was a before um, in one of the games, I can't, can't remember which one it was now, but Ali was scratching around a bit for runs. And yeah, he just said, Haynes, calm me down. That's absolutely superb. And the two of them, that the Ali Haynes run train has just been unstoppable, isn't it? 300 partnerships on the go, on the bounce. And what did you say last year, most of last year, Jim? Batting partnerships is what you said. Yeah, it was a real problem for us. And it, um, it's actually something that Daz pointed out because we were, you know, I gave him a hard time about that 97 and he annoyed himself with it and understandably. And, but Daz made the point. He said, look, he's fine. His temperament's so spot on. And he is. He, he's a wise yeah. head, isn't he? He's got the talent. He's yeah, been absolutely. absolutely phenomenal. Do you, do you like how he reached his maiden century as well? Thick edge through second slip. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Not soft hands. Soft hands, Jack. <laughs> Doesn't matter how it comes, does it? He's a century maker. 
He is a century maker. He has all the skills. He's got all the talent. He can play all round the wicket. He's got a great temperament. He leaves the ball well. Uh, it was just a matter of it. He just needed to get over that hump, didn't he? Yeah. I think help the the one one fifty against uh, Essex in the One Day Cup yeah. probably took a bit he, of the edge off. And he commented as well. He said the one thing that was going through my head was a don't hit it in the air and b don't come out your crease because the obviously that run out at Warwickshire where the bowler got a touch on it uh, when he was in the seventies. Um, so yeah, he's he's soaking it all up. He's developing and he looks really good. And credit to Azar Ali as well. He's taken a bit of stick. But he's come through it. Weather's got a bit warmer and he's uh, piling on the runs. He's just got better and better every innings, hasn't he? Yeah. He has. He got that 60 to sort of get himself rolling. Then it was the, the 92, then an 88, mm. uh, and then then the double 100. And there's a sort of swagger there, wasn't there? Um, what's notable, really, is that you think about last year and we had what, two batsmen that were averaging over 30. Right now we have five averaging over 50. And none of them are Jake Libby. Yeah, you think about how much we lent on him. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We've got all the top six have got a, a, a century already, and of that, Dolly's already got a, a one fifty plus. Barnard's got a one fifty plus, both undefeated, and Azarali's got two hundred. Yeah. So we hit upon it, didn't we? Instead, with the recruitment, we've not been flashy good with the recruitment. We've been like low level good with recruitment because Azarali makes us better and Pollock makes us better. You think about his start against Sussex. And you just yep. get on one knee and just whacking it over fine leg for six. And those, as you said, Daz, those positive, aggressive starts. Yeah, you, you, you need to. Four and down. I'll tell you what, again. then it's four. <laughs> it's four down. What's the score, Pete? 90 for four. Hill, Court Cox, Bowl, Pennington for 50. I quite like this. It feels like we're on Soccer Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Daz, you're Paul Mercer. Pete, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hang on. Just on, I've got two um, points here. Just on Dolly, though, uh, you said something uh, while we were at the pub which really interested me, and I've been looking at it on, on YouTube. You compared Dolly's setup this year to Steve Smith. I did, yeah, a little bit, yeah, I did. And um, I say to people, go and have a look at some, some uh, videos on YouTube because I think Dolly's always set up towards off stump, but he's, he's batting, taking guard on off stump. And he's squared up when he's leaving it. And he's got that little black bat flourish that Steve Smith has. Well, it's from the angle which the bat comes down. Because he's, he's, he sort of puts his... So his front leg, he gives himself a little bit of room. What's sort of in his setup? he's playing the ball on length a lot, which is what Steve Smith does. He doesn't really concern himself about where the ball is. He, he, he will whip the ball through mid-wicket if the ball's a foot outside off stump. If he's in line, there's a little bit of that. Dolly has been, I think, a lot more selective of the balls that he plays and the balls that he doesn't. You get that big leave down the leg side almost and then that bat flourish that you talk about and he almost rotates it round and points the bat at the bowler. Does he mimic Steve Smith? No, I don't think so. But there are those little... The angles at which he plays the ball are quite similar and he is starting to pick up those idiosyncratic characteristics after the ball has been delivered. So the, the elaborate leave, he's batting like him. Because oh, um, he's averaging 60 and he's got a couple of hundreds already. So, yeah. I'm glad that you pay attention to me, Pete, even, do, when, even when we're drinking. I pay attention to both of you. Um, I don't always like you all of the time, but I pay attention to you. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's been a weird start to the, to the season. We've had every possible result, I think we said on Twitter. And we're sixth in the table, but we feel positive about the results. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, injuries hurt us a little bit. Yeah. From where we were last year, we weren't good. We weren't good. We couldn't win cricket matches. And it feels like now we are competitive. We are always competitive, which is great. And we kind of mentioned that Pollock and Azar Ali, they make us better. They have made us better. 
They've made us more dynamic in Pollock, and they've given us um, a stability. Tom Fell is a cracking cricketer, and but it just goes to show that if you've got someone at three that hits four fifties in five innings and then follows it up with a two hundred, we're not getting that otherwise, you know. And what we're getting from Pollock is is that aggressive get ahead of the game. Um, so yeah, I, I feel positive about this group of players, and I feel like. The bowlers are going to get better. And as Dad said in, in Worcestershire Watch, you know, Cornell has already hit a couple of centuries yeah. for the reserves. There's depth. It all looks very, very promising if if you just gloss over the batterings we got in the T20 reserves. Um, oh, well, I didn't well, talk well, about them. But we didn't talk about them, so uh, move on. Well, well, we'll see how we roll when the big boys come back from the IPL. But, um, yeah, I, I think we're, we're what we should be. We're a good young side with plenty of promise. And on our day, we're going to have a good go at anybody. Did you want to do predictions yet? Or are we saving that for the end? Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, OK, let's do predictions. Why not? OK, um, I mean, I I predict it hasn't gone well for me, Pete. So what's what's going on? So we predicted our... Um... Leading run scorer, you said Libby. Daz, you went for uh, Dolly, didn't Dolly, you? Yeah, Having already Dolly. scored 100. And I went for Haynes. Well, I'll tell you, Haynes is the leading run scorer, 526 at the moment. Oh, no, what do we wanted to do predictions? He's very happy about yeah. this, isn't he? As our alley, 499. Can we do predictions? I'm winning. What's the person uh, in WhatsApp groups who shares the fantasy tables when they're top of it and then suddenly stops doing it after? Hey, look, credit where it's due. Haynes hadn't had a century at that point. He wasn't in great nick, but he stuck with it. Yeah. And uh, he's owning it. Wickets. Um, Jim, you went for Joe Leach. I think you went to Charlie Morris oh, to stop Morris me from having him. I yet. went from Dylan Pennington. Um, I think we're all losing out on this one, aren't we? Yeah, Barnard's top 15, Baker 14. But of the three of us, with these three wickets this morning, Pennington's now... Leading wicket taker out of the three of our predictions. So yeah, I mean to be fair, two, two for me. Joe Leach. Joe Leach has been injured, so you know, like wickets per game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The last Good act point. of a desperate man. Okay, right. I'll go so for Matthew Wait in that case. Oh, actually, you know what? We haven't mentioned in the news or in the roundup that um, Matt Waits joined on loan from Yorkshire, a like-for-like replacement for for Leach. He's, uh, I suppose, a marginally a bowling all-rounder. So he'll slot in at number eight. Bowled actually very well in the yeah. first innings against Leicestershire, didn't he? Yeah, he's been economical. He's naught uh, for nine or five overs at the moment in this innings uh, as well. So. Yeah, looks good. Um, so just finally on the predictions, Jim, you do have one league position is, is where you're up. So two to me, one for you, and Daz is on a big fat zero at the moment, like last year's batting average. Hey! You know, we made all that effort to do a Matthew Wade um, jingle. Could we not amend that? You are obsessed with jingles, mate. Just, well, I, I'm just thinking it could save waste, isn't it? It's only one letter. Bowling Wado. Wado. Yeah. Wado. I think, uh, you know... We'll probably leave it. We'll probably leave it. I can't imagine he's going to play more than one more game for us. That's more than Wade did. In other news, though, yeah. gents, I'm absolutely <laughs> gasping for a pint. That's a good and, idea. And, and we're taking wickets, so... That's a very good point. No, but before we wrap things up, um, as promised, Claire Boycott, women's rapids, all-rounder, 200 games. So for a start, Boyks have one of these. Reliable with the bat, reliable with the ball, good in the field, scores runs of plenty at Ashwood Bank. Um, and as we said at the top of the show, we're not doing any other business because um, someone of that stature and with that sort of accolade, I suppose, to stick about that long, especially the, the standard of cricket is improving all the time and she's staying right there because she's quality. I had a chat with Claire Boycott about stuff and things and finals day. So um, sit back and enjoy. This is me nattering with her a little bit earlier on. Worcestershire Rapids, they've had a good month. They've gone and won themselves a trophy, haven't they? Well, yeah. 
albeit there was no trophy, but we're what? still champions. <laughs> yeah. They didn't give you a trophy? No trophy or medals or anything like that. It was just a finish the game, walk off and have a photo. That was about it. <laughs> safe, safe in the knowledge, you are superior beings, but you will have no hardware to prove it in future reference. Exactly. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, um, let's get to that then, because essentially that's the first big victory for Worcestershire in several years. And yeah. that's against stiff competition as well. So what was it like then, firstly, to play in the group stages and then, then the finals day itself? I think we were pretty confident going into the group stages, to be honest. Our toughest competition was staff and we had them on the first weekend. I think we won one, won the first game and lost the second game. But it was a close, pretty close game, which was always always good to have a nice tight game at the start of the season, I think. Gets um guess it brushes off the cobwebs a little bit. <laughs> the upshot of it is, is basically in this competition, you guys just you lost one game. And that was it. And then, if we're honest, you gave everyone else a good going over. Yeah, to be quite accurate, I'd say, yeah, we did. I mean, against Berkshire, we did pretty well, one, two out of two. I think that one game got, we felt we might get a bit close, but we ended up bringing it back, and I think we won by about 30 or 40. And then against Shropshire, to put it politely, we were very dominant that day. (laughs) Uh, we, look, you're a good side. So, I mean, you think about the quality of this side as well. So, I mean, you have seasoned campaigners like yourself, Chloe Hill, who's been knocking it about for a while. And then you think about people like Sarah Glenn and Emily Arlott, who are getting England recognition. Um, you've got a really strong side. Yeah, honestly, I think this is easily the strongest squad we've ever had, mainly down to the likes of new new um, recruits, such as Amy Campbell and obviously having Glennie for all of the campaign was brilliant and obviously M's just been amazing with the ball and her batting's really come on which is great to see and then you've got the youngsters like Ellie Anderson who's really stepped up with the new ball Hannah Hardwick and Karis Paisley they've been brilliant too and young Amy Mond I think it was her first proper season with us she bowled brilliantly as well so I don't think there's been any weak links in the squad this year we've all stepped up we've got Flora Burt Whistle Spinner as well taking wickets and Jess Humby as well my club teammate as well, so it's always good to have someone close to you doing well. And obviously, gee, Georgie Macy smashed it with the bat. She's like Jack Haynes in the men's side last year. She puts a Worcestershire shirt on, scores a 50. That's just what happens. Literally, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the consistency was incredible. I think I pointed out there, you're just reeling off name after name after name. What was evident in this is that everybody contributed. Everybody stepped up and made a meaningful contribution with battle with ball throughout. So there's obviously real strength there as well. Definitely, and anyone who we brought in did well as well, which is exactly what you want, which is kind of, I guess, new for Worcester Rapids, cause, but now we've got youngsters and maybe some oldsters who can step up. I say old, we're all under all under thirty in the squad. I know we're gonna we're gonna get you to that. You know what I mean. You're, you're an old hand in this side. Two hundred games. We'll get to that in a minute. But you're yeah. nowhere near thirty. I was trying to figure out how old is she because she, she doesn't look doesn't look anywhere near thirty. And she two hundred games. But we'll get to that. We've talked about how everyone has been stepping up, and whenever Chloe has said, "I need something from you," invariably it's been delivered. Not least by your good self. Come on, let's talk about this because Millie Home goes missing for a game. Um, you know. <laughs> And then we need someone to step up and open the batting. Well, put your hand up, boycott. What better name is there to open the batting? At least you're very watchable because you smashed it all over the shop. Talk me through that one. That was on a damp wicket as well, wasn't it? It was a bit sticky. Um, first five overs was pretty tough, to be fair. Um, 
funnily enough, I said to my mum, oh, Millie's unavailable. Maybe I'll open as a bit of a joke. <laughs> and then get to the ground and get the nod from the coaches. And I was like, okay, here we go. But so, this, so it was in the group stages, in the build-up towards finals day. So you go, well, yeah. I'll, I'll put me on up, because you're an all-rounder by trade. You do yeah. everything, right? So open the batting. Well, I'll just do that in a county game, in a competition. That's fine. Is it 65 or 54 balls? Not bothered. Yeah. Quality. <laughs> there you are, Redditch's finest. So come on, what was that I mean, like? Because you don't, that the first time you've opened? I think in a T20, definitely. I feel like maybe I opened once in a 50-over game when we were very short. Typically, number three or four is me, down to a T. Um, but opening, yeah, they just said, go at a runnable. And I was like, okay. And in the first five hours, I was going a bit less than a runnable because it was a bit of a slow start. Um, and then I think a switch flipped in my head and I just thought, right, let's go. And I teed off for a little bit, which is nice. It's, it's great when it comes off. It just seemed to all fall into place and all the hard work over winter. So good to see, and I was pretty chuffed, to be honest. Well, there we are. Make a note of that, Daz. Get in the nets, get your technique right, and you're going to start opening the batting charts. Um, so, right, so you, you make it through to finals day. The final itself, talk me through that one quickly. Won the toss, thankfully, which we always, we always want to bat first. Don't know why, but I think we like, we just like batting first. I think we batted first in every single game in the group stages, so why not? And then we had a bit of a rocky start. <laughs> And we were panicked. I guess, yeah, we were panicking in the change rooms. We were like, oh, no. Why yeah. do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Why do we do this? Yeah, it was um, noted by Pete. Pete was livid. He was like, oh, they're going to, oh, they better not. They better not hoof everybody yeah. in the group and lose in the final. But it turned out all right. Yeah. Amy Campbell just went mad, to put it yeah. simply. <laughs> Literally, um, she hit a massive six and smashed Ryan Dolivera's windscreen, which was great. <laughs> really? So Ryan Dolivera's one yeah. of the coaches. That's yeah. ace. I mean, so she's a lefty. So she comes <laughs> to California, where the uh, where the cars were parked, and Ryan refused to move his earlier in the day after we all moved ours, and we're like, mm, we could get hit, and he was like, no, I'll be fine. There's incentive, isn't it? Have that Dolavira, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> How good a signing has um, has Amy been? I mean, she's been immense, really. Yeah, honestly, she's just been great. Like her batting is insane, and she hits the biggest sixes. I've ever seen just so nonchalantly. It's just like, okay, why can't I do that? Yeah, she's probably one of the one of the biggest hitters in the regional and county game at the moment, easily. Right. So she puts a cracking display in with the bat, gets Worcestershire a pretty decent total actually to defend, and I mean the bowling attack that that you guys have. You've got a bit of everything and plenty of variations of that everything as well. Yeah, we were pretty happy with, I think it was 168 we got. So, obviously, after that start, we were like, we're looking at 120 here. But even then, if we got 120, we thought we can defend that. We've done it many, many times before. And we just got off to a great start. Wicket in the first over, I think, I think, from Ellie Anderson. And then Glennie picks up Dav Perrin, who was the informed bat for staff in about the third or fourth over. And then we were just like, right, here we go. And uh, a pretty good turnout. From yourself as well. Come on then, boys. Talk, talk me through your figures. Come on. I think it was, what, three for 30, I think. I mean, I think my last over went for, was a bit rubbish. A couple of five wides in there, but we won't talk about that. Um, oh, I, don't, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> missed, missed down the leg side by Hilly, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, keeps. Um, sort it out. Get your footwork going, Chloe. Right, so, th- I mean, three three for 30 in a final, that's... um. 
that's pretty good going, isn't it? You're being very, very low-key about your own um, stellar performance, let's be honest. I like to be modest. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I was, I mean, I was absolutely buzzing when I got, obviously, Abby Freeborn of the Sparks player. She's been whacking it around the park for Sparks, so to get her for one, I think it was, and obviously Poppy Davis getting her as well, obviously Sparks teammates always good to get get one of the girls out as well. I think she was motoring along on 30 as well at the time. So I think that was that was a key wicket as well. But yeah, I was I just felt in good rhythm. Exactly what you want for a final say. You don't want to be feeling like you literally can't get it down the other end. Right. So in amongst this um a victorious campaign for the Rapids, two hundred games, what are you now on? It's more than two hundred now, isn't it? two oh three now I think. Two hundred and three games. An astonishing achievement. I mean, and I also heard apparently you kept that very much to yourself as well. <laughs> I, I kind of looked on on play cricket. You know, you always, as a bit of a cricket badger myself, always like to see what my average is and how many wickets and how many runs I've taken this year. So I was nosing through that and I was like, oh, I'm on 199. And then completely forgot about it until the Sunday after we played, was it Berkshire or Shropshire? One of the two. Yeah, I think it was against Shropshire. And I was like, oh, yeah, 201. <laughs> I completely, literally, completely forgot about it. Come on. Oh, you're a cricket badger. You're always checking up your stats, getting on computer, seeing online. What the average now? I've got a three foot. Tag those on. forgot. Okay, fair enough. So, um, And then just tweet, you know, because... Why not? <laughs> I know you like you you like a tweet. You love a tweet. You love a tweet. Um, right. Okay. So two hundred. So that must feel pretty good, though, right? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, makes me feel a bit old, but <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> let's let's see how good your memory is, then, Grandma. Come on. Um. So, can you remember your debut for Worcestershire? Yeah, seniors. What was it like? Was it? And this is what Pete wants to know. Was it? What was it like? Was it a blinding, glitzy debut from a young superstar? Was it a solid, uh, establish yourself in the side kind of performance, or was it sort of like bat at eleven, don't bowl, try not to drop anything? I think it was a, a decent first run out for the seniors. I think batted six and got thirty-two. And I don't think I t- took any wickets when he bowled five overs because back then you could only bowl five overs in a spell if you were a senior. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a decent decent hit out. That was my first go. That's pretty yeah. good. Who was that against? Can you remember? Uh, Essex. Essex. Oh, good. Don't like Essex. Brilliant. Okay. Right, they, that's pretty good. Congratulations on 203. I mean, you say that you feel old. You're nowhere near 30. You've got ages yet. What's your target? 500? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, travel well, enjoy the rest of the season, have a good time. Ashwood Bank's your lot, isn't it? Yeah, playing tomorrow for the boys, so yeah. yeah. Well, just, just score an absolute shed load and take a five for you. Yeah, actually. Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Catch you later, Bab. Bye. Bye-bye. What's your beef with Essex? Um, well, <laughs> I, do you really want to know? I do, yeah. Okay, all right, here's the deal. Um, I, I've done many different jobs in my time, one of which I used to sell wine for a living. So I was living in London, and then I was working for this company, I ended up having to work in Essex for a little bit. The, all I'll say is that their political persuasions at that time were ra- rather distasteful to me. Uh, although I did get to hang out with Martine McCutcheon, so swings and roundabouts. Okay. But generally speaking, there was a lot of mock Tudor knocking about the old housing. There's more money than sense, and um, a lot of UKIP 
crackers yeah. everywhere. And it didn't make me feel nice. So, um, sort of that, really. We once got asked by an Essex fan, didn't we, why we were shouting, come on the pairs. He said, you're yeah. called the Worcestershire Royals, why are you... Anyway. <laughs> Idiots. Um, <laughs> I, I, what I enjoyed most about that was how I sounded so gleeful describing Ryan Oliveira's car game. <laughs> Yeah, why wouldn't you? And thanks for the, the advice as well. And the fact that everyone else moved their car. <laughs> yeah. um, but Amy That's Campbell, yeah, Amy Campbell's been legit. She, they, Jesse was saying that she just, she's got range hitting, mm-hmm. which in the women's game obviously is super plus, valuable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what a good signing. What a good side. And well done, Boyks, 200 games. Yeah, um, what a credit, to the, credit to the club. Here's to the next 200. Yeah, she's only 28. There's yeah. plenty of time. Three wickets in the final as well. Yeah, Lovely three job. for thirty, oh, and <laughs> Chloe Hill giving away bites. Don't don't dig out the captain on the podcast. Chloe, She'll be getting dropped. Giving away, so in addition to her naught, she's minus runs for the for the final. Then, I'll Chloe. tell you what, mate, you're making enemies oh, in high oh, places. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Can we just say that Daz's views are his own and not representative of myself <laughs> yeah. and Jim? A hundred percent. What I will say is, um, again, breaking the fourth wall. We've been talking about how good Barnard's been. Uh, Pete, he's going around the park at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, five point three overs, none for forty four. <laughs> That's the only one that's going for runs. Um, look, uh, we want to get a little bit of this Leicestershire second innings in because um, it's approaching tea time on Saturday, which means um, it's almost beer o'clock, gentlemen. Oh, is that an offer? It's looking that way, mate. Oh, um, I'll, leave, I'll buy you a shandy, Daz. I You're can't on. say fairer than that. Um, so that'll do us. Uh, thanks for waiting. We appreciate you. If you want to get hold of us, you can do it in the usual fashion. You can find the podcast on Twitter at on underscore a underscore pair if you want to get hold of daryl butler it's at daza b back home all one word if you want to get hold of me i'm jim dale it's at james f dale if you want to get hold of peter sonberg you'll find him at cow corner trying to protect ryan dolivera's windscreen Right, gentlemen, we've recorded the pod. The game has now finished, having been at New Road for basically an hour. The podcast is already out of date. Uh, thoughts? Well, what's that, an innings in 2.59? I, th- I, th- I think that might be our second biggest ever win. You know, really? Honestly, just off the top of my head. <laughs> if my maths and my memory's right. Okay. So what that, that, It was nothing to do with Bradders just saying it out loud over the no, tannoy. No, no, absolutely no. not. No, just quick quick mental arithmetic. Hey, it couldn't really have gone any better, could it? I can't follow that. He's an idiot. <laughs>